clock stopped at 1.17. There was a long sheer of bright light and a series of low concussions. putting the last of our supplies into a shopping cart and going on a long treacherous walk along the road by Cormac McCarthy. I'm Shane. I'm Johnny. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to normal this week. Uh, yeah. We're not in a cafe anymore with mad people talking to us loudly. Uh, back to normal. Yeah, and hopefully better than ever. Yeah, hopefully. And if you're listening to us for the first time, uh, like us and rate us. If you're feeling really generous, review us. and Subscribe. Yeah. And if you want to contact us, I mean, you can contact us through the reviews if you have ideas or that. Might encourage people to leave a review. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter. Disaster Artist Podcast. Just search it. So. Yeah. The Road. The Road, Shane. Yeah. You a fan? You like the you like the book or the the film? You um, seen the film? No, yeah, I haven't read the book. I saw the film and I loved it. Yeah. Um, and where you've read the book, what five, six times? Something like that. Four and a half, really. I said five last week, but I was on my fifth read, but I didn't actually. I, I was kind of only reading it because I knew we were doing this, and I got to about that. Oh yeah. I'm. I'm. Go- I'll still read it the fifth time because I've started, but I wasn't like rushing yeah. through it or anything. I normally will read a book in a few, within a few days, but I've spent like if I'm rereading something, it's like it's just there. I'm or not, you're you're reading you you love getting all like caught up and enjoying prose and stuff, though, don't you? You're yeah, yeah. But if you're reading something you've already read, it's not like it's not like I wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, I got half an hour to spare. Oh, I better. I, I want to see what happens. Like you know, yeah. if you're rereading something, it's just there for when uh, you're on a bus, kind of. Yeah. Well, the the road isn't it written really oddly? Was it's, it's the road I'm thinking of? Well, it's, I remember somebody saying it to me before that it's written. Um, there's almost there's like almost no full stops or something. Cormac like McCarthy doesn't like punctuation very much. Yeah, well, no, he likes punctuation. He doesn't like using any. He, a full stop is about the only symbol he likes putting on. There's no commas or anything. Like that. No, but it's like well, that's very. A lot of writers are like that. Like Hemingway, he he yeah. he's right writes very like Hemingway. Oh okay. Hence why I like McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's his style that works with it. Like it makes everything yeah. just sound. Well, prettier in a sense, but uh, it's just also just like a stream of consciousness. Yeah. Kind of. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. But there, it, it it gives a nice pace to it. It's it's very deliberate. Like yeah, the same with Hemingway. Like they're both and they're both really descriptive. And I guess because they both like, there's not much crack in either of their works. No, like so, yeah, it kind of yeah, lends no. to the the teams. Oh, Hemingway actually, there's a bit of fun in his stuff, but I mean, there's nothing really in McCarthy. It's funny you say that because I I just watched the trailer before you got here, and it's really funny because the trailer starts off like real harsh and serious and like going through the little bits of like you know I'll protect the boy and all this yeah, kind of stuff yeah, of like yeah. him talking to his wife and all that kind of stuff, all those kind of moments and then there's Robert Duvall's character the old man talking and stuff of like that and um, got Robert Duvall was in that yeah he he gives this speech where he talks about how he doesn't believe in God because thought it was an angel or something no he yeah he says something like if um oh what is it he says something like if wouldn't God have fixed it all by now or something like that you yeah, know yeah, yeah. he wouldn't have let it go this far all this kind of stuff and and then like the last like ten seconds of it they just take these snippets of like the mum the dad 
all talking and it's done to all this like happy music and it's just them things of like you know you got the fire inside you oh yeah you gotta survive real hopeful it, yeah it makes it yeah. so hopeful and really like something that's like yeah re- almost like a family movie for the last like 30 seconds of the uh, of the trailer and i was like but, that is not like that at yeah, all yeah they had to sell it but that's the same with um what's that film with ewan mcgregor about the family the tsunami it's oh the, the not the ordeal but a name like that the ordeal or no the, it's Oh. But it's something that means roughly the same, is it? Yeah, I, I keep thinking of the happening, but it's not. It's the. I think I even forgotten. I was going to refer to that last week when we were talking about weather. It's movies. driving me mad that I can't think of the name. I know the exact film you're talking about. I know exactly. The um, well, hold on a second. I can. Oh, we're gonna do. Gonna do a Google. Is it the impossible? The impossible. Okay, that's it. The like I was kind of close with the ordeal. <laughs> like it's kind <laughs> oh, of yeah, interchangeable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is the impossible. Yeah, yeah. Actually, there is another movie called The Ordeal that we could do as well. A French film that's kind of... It's about oh, uh, yeah. this, like, mountain man who... Uh, it's kind of like Misery, this mountain man who finds uh, a folk singer he's a fan of <laughs> and <laughs> keeps him in a cabin and makes him dress as a woman. He's going to make him his wife. It's, <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's an excellent film and it's really creepy and... Yeah. <laughs> And Tom Holland is in it. He's going to be Spider-Man. Yeah. But so the road, actually, this kind of... What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, like, all of he, his, that's his style. And he writes pretty bleak stuff. Like, yeah. You'd like his other stuff. Like, you just saw The Revenant and you liked it. We're talking about doing an episode of that eventually, too. He's got a book, Blood Murdine. It's like a sort of almost like an anti-Western novel. Oh, okay. Uh, it's about, like, a group of scalp hunters. American scalp hunters. Ah, okay. Um, we like you take get bounties for Native American scalp hunters and everybody, and it's just horrible. It's a very weird, strange book. There's a character that's essentially immortal in it. Whoa, okay. Um, <laughs> but he's not really. But yeah, okay. But like the character from No Country, that he's just you know the the what's his name, Shigor, uh, the the yeah. guy with the the pressure pump. Yeah, yeah. Like how he's like sort of... He just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a character like that that's just... Yeah, it's but it's very good. Yeah, like nothing seems to be able to stop him. Basically. Yeah. But that's a really dark book. Like there's loads of filmmakers who've like taught about filming it, but it's probably yeah. unfilmable. So I'd say it's just very probably too bleak, too dark. Yeah, and it's just too massive. Like it spans across yeah. a very long period of time. And the way it's written, like you can't show on screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can't really show on screen this character that may or may not be mortal because you can't say he may or may not be because then oh, okay. you might as well just be saying he is which he clearly isn't cause, but like oh, okay. it's different reading <laughs> something like that it's like yeah, yeah. figuratively you can't really do that in a film no no um, it's, well it's like that. but that's the thing I've, I've heard with The Road because I've only seen the film is that the book is so much harsher so much oh, bigger yeah, yeah. than what they put in the film and the film is dark and is dreary and hopeless yeah and <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know if it's even the darkest. Oh, it's actually no, it probably is the darkest thing McCarthy done. Outer Dark is pretty dark. <laughs> the name, it's like it's, but that, that's a great book. It's kind of sort of like an Amer like that. It's almost like I guess it's kind of gothic, but yeah. it's like a, a brother and sister who have a baby together. Oh, lovely! And the brother takes the baby out to the woods and leaves it to die and he says it died of natural causes but like a gypsy finds it and raises it and oh, the sister geez. goes <laughs> the sister goes looking for it 
Yeah. Uh, it's really good. And I guess like there's a bit of hope in that. So yeah, let's, let's get into the story then a little bit. Will we? Or, well, first, um, when we're talking about the work, this actually is uh, very fitting that we're doing it because he got the idea for this story. Originally, he said he was in El Paso and yeah. he was with his son and he just was thinking what the city would look like in years yeah and he imagined like they would just be destroyed okay yeah um but and he took some notes on this idea he had for a story but never done anything with it and then he was in ireland yeah and that's where he started writing it the bleakness yeah i guess (laughs) Um, he was like it's one of my favorite lines and it's from uh the 90s kevin costner robin hood movie Morgan Freeman is trying to pray he's Muslim and he turns around and he's like where's the where's the sun in this country <laughs> and he's just like looking around at this, this overcast sky he's like trying to figure out I imagine like, that's yeah. kind of it there's <laughs> parts of Ireland like that's why we're doing the road now because it's still very much winter here yeah and although today it doesn't quite look like it no, today's but, gorgeous actually but, but excuse me. the last few weeks <coughs> has looked like the road but yeah. also uh, a lot of the ideas he got from it uh, he said this himself was through him and his brother used to meet up drink and talk about what they'd do in the apocalypse so they used to have our conversation so like what we do yeah yeah so I'd I really actually like- love to listen to his podcast where he, him and his brother do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you're listening please do that <laughs> though you're stealing our podcast <laughs> but um, yeah so okay story as you say yeah. Well, I guess before going into the story, though, we have to. Well, the event. Let's Sorry, try. Yes. Let's try figure out what the fuck happened to everybody in the road. Yeah, that's isn't that the thing? Is that you don't really know. All There's you... a lot of suggestions and theories of what it could be, but essentially, the oh. sun is blocked out by. All like, we really know is that there is some cataclysmic event that all animals and plants are gone, and we're left in the dark to what that was. Really, McCarthy yeah. had his own ideas on what it was but only because he wanted to um, develop it well he wanted to sort of ensure there was like there's it was scientifically accurate oh, so he he yeah. had he has what happened but he hasn't told anybody what it is. us and the characters in the film are left in the dark oh, okay yeah, yeah but you need but, to do that when you're writing something like yeah that. yeah i've taken down notes of just passages from yeah. the book that give Okay, clues yeah, and yeah, that. Yeah. I was going to say, I was just about to start picking stuff out myself out of my head, but yeah, from the film. Well, this one is in the film too, or well, a line of it is. And this this is the one mention in the novel of this, the event. Yeah. Well, not the one, the one mention, the one description of something happening. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's two in the film, I think. Um, but the first one, this is in both the book and the film. It's the author in in the book. The yeah, that's the thing. Like the the, the book isn't written by the point from the point of view of any car- any of the characters. It's just a narrator. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you that actually. Yeah. But a lot of the lines that Viggo Mortensen's inner monologue are taken right from the book and just given to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's the narrator. And yeah, it's his point of view. Nearly, yeah, yeah. Um. So the passage is: the clock stopped at one seventeen, a long shear of light, and then a series of low concussions. He got up and went to the window. Actually, this is very good too because it's this also says a lot about the character and how why he's alive. Okay. So he got up and went to the window. What is it? She said. He didn't answer. He went to the bathroom and threw a light switch, but the power was already gone. A dull glow rose in the window glass. He dropped to one knee and raised the lever to stop the tub and then turned on both taps as far as they would go. 
She was standing in the doorway in her nightwear, clutching the jam and cradling her belly in one hand. What is it, she said. What's happening? I don't know. Why are you taking a bat? I'm not. So as soon as it happens, he just filled up water. <laughs> Which that scene's in the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, in the film... I forgot actually that part was in the film. Sorry, yeah, Yeah, no, is. in the film, it's... It's basically like... They're in a cabin in the woods, and the woods goes on fire. And he starts filling the bathtub. Mm. Or that's what it looks like, anyway. Yeah, yeah, they don't really... In the book, there's no... McCarthy never even says where they lived or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, the clock's stopping and a, sh- a sheer of white light and a series of low concussions is all you hear, which could wow. be anything but sounds terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And then that the, I like the description of a dull glow rose in the window glass, which, yeah, I guess in the film, that was the fire's start. Yeah, yeah. The set, there is another mention in the film later on. I can't remember who says it. I, I assume it's actually Robert Duvall. Where I think so, yeah. He says, we knew this was coming. Yeah. Now, I don't like... I, that's why I, I think we should stick with the kind of the book for this. Well, both, but yeah. I don't like that because that can only relate to weather, like a climate change kind of thing. If we yeah, knew this was or coming. like a war or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it just seems a little contradictory to the way the book is told to actually have people say we knew this was coming. I, I yeah, think yeah. anyway. But even the trailer for the film shows like quick clip. I remember the tr- seeing the trailer to it. And it showed news footage of like oh, all these really? extreme weather events at yeah, the start. Yeah. And as soon as I saw it, I thought, oh, this film's going to be terrible. Because I just thought they're going to like tell you straight out what's happening and they're going to oh, like, yeah, And then none of that was in the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because the trailer I watched earlier didn't have any of that. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm misremembering it, but I could have yeah, sworn. Yeah. But, well, basically there's three things it can be. Okay, yeah. So speculate. We, we can speculate. We can pick out one, but... It doesn't really matter because I think all all three lead to the same world, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get you. The first, and I think most unlikely, is nuclear war. Yeah. There's no ever. There's never any mention of fallout or radiation or. Well, that. there is ash all over the place. Yeah. But there's no mention of it being radiated. No. We've talked about it. It's, there is, there is a lot of mentions of it's just getting colder and colder. Yeah. It's every day it gets colder. And which would be a nuclear winter. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no mention of that. Like as far as where we know, there's nothing, nothing's radiated. But I think the main, the, the main reason I think there was no, it wasn't nuclear war. is because nobody mentions it. 10 years after like any other, like big event like be like a weather an act of nature there'd be yeah. no reason to talk about it because it just happened like you wouldn't be like 10 years after or lens from whatever yeah you wouldn't really still be talking about it. but if it was a nuclear war i think everybody would still constantly be blaming the other people that put that done this to them yeah yeah like there would be people who would to put it simply there are people you'd meet someone on a road who is say slightly authoritative and you're like you caused this. You know what I mean? Because people would think people that. would constantly. Yeah, if there was any, like, there'd be blame going around. Anybody who was like smarter than the other person would be like, "Oh, you're the type like, of person that yeah, led us." Into yeah, this. you and your science. Or yeah, you yeah. And your politics, whatever. Yeah, that kind of thing. There so, would be a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, and even like, there's no every. It's like the the planet's burning, but there's no. You never. There's nowhere that looks like a bomb has hit it. No. Um. Because you see bits of cities and like old buildings that are just ruined and abandoned yeah they're not destroyed or damaged in that sense they're more just abandoned and there's even very little sort of of a of a military presence like when they're walking along along the road there's no 
like you see like cars packing the highways yeah. like they were evacuating there's but no there's leftover no, army jeeps or yeah yeah or like yeah like the military were stopping them so it's like nobody got a chance to even militarize mm. like so the second one and it, like these two are the likely ones uh volcanic eruption oh yeah very likely this is your favorite isn't it yeah and there's certain theories about that but in terms of t- a realistic version uh as in an event that could lead to the end of the world and a world like the road yeah uh even in the most insane extremities <laughs> like yeah. it's possible because we, there's like a precedent there, there's instances of uh, in history where volcanoes have erupted and caused widespread yeah uh, uh, global change yeah, yeah krakota how do you pronounce that one the one in indonesia no idea krakatoa krakatoa oh yeah um yeah that went off in 1883 and no, that wasn't the year without the summer. There was two. There's the year without summer was one earlier, but in 1883, this one was so severe it caused a 130 foot tsunami. Whoa! I think it could be heard for 3,000 miles. That's insane! Like the the noise of it. If you were yeah, if you were in wind 10 miles of it, you'd have gone deaf. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, the tsunamis. The it, on the island, I think it, it would have burst your eardrums. Out. Yeah, it killed like 40,000 people and destroyed like two thirds of the island. Yeah. But the tsunami, right, 130 foot tsunami, it was, right, the, the aftershock was recorded around the world, but for five days after, <laughs> after the original tsunami, yeah, it was recorded seven times in five days. Oh, wow. So it was recorded so it was... going and coming back. Yeah. Meaning, and se- seven times within five days. Going and coming back. wave was just going back. No, no, this is the tsunami. It means yeah, the yeah. tsunami circled the globe three times. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, I get you. That, isn't that messed up? That's bonkers. Now, that's nowhere near like what, what, what it would take to do what happened in the road, but a volcano going off. But still, that's very powerful. Yeah, yeah well, we're never, you know, it could just be America in the road. It's definitely, it's definitely the entire world. <laughs> yeah, because there's no... Well... Certainly, a huge chunk of the world. Anyway, mm. I'd say there's no way the sky could look the way it does and not look, or, and not affect the entire world. Actually, the one in the uh, the Krakatoa one, you know, uh, the scream Edward Munch's the scream. Yeah, yeah. He painted that the following year, and they ah. reckon that's why the sky is the way it is in it. That the sky at the time around the world looked like that. Oh wow, that's really interesting. The sky isn't red in uh, the road, but. There's at least yeah, yeah. There, there's an actual volcano that changed the world yeah. that much. But even like the amount of ash, the one in um, was it Iceland? Just and there caused, last year, the year before? Yeah, sometime in the last two three years, mm. and it caused like all so many flights were cancelled because it was just in the air for so long. Yeah, all the yeah. ash like just sitting up in the atmosphere that it was like damaging. It was getting into jet engines and causing trouble and all that stuff. So most of flights in Europe are grounded for ages or you can only do lower flying flights yeah like you could go to England but you couldn't get to say like France or Germany and you couldn't get to America at all for ages yeah uh, the, the third one is uh, a meteor or uh, a couple of meteors yeah. hit an earth which you don't really need to go into because like gonna do pretty much the same uh, as what the volcano would do yeah it'd cause an eruption yeah and also yeah. but that's what they always for years they've always thought that's what uh, killed the dinosaurs was 
the meteor. Yeah. Big enough. That hit. Exactly. So there's a... Threw a, up so yeah. much dust and stuff. Killed all the animals and plant life. And then eventually all came back around after. Yeah, yeah. And time. we talked about that in the in the Fallout episode that, you know, most, like, Fallout isn't just... it's It just happens. Fallout's radiated. But what the Fallout actually is is the fragments from the impact. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, in bo- in all three of those cases, there's something to cause the, the ash, sort of the to rain of the ash. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you think of it with a meteorite, I mean, well, Night of Living Dead, we talked about radiation in space. Yeah, you still have radiation. radiation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But even just, like, you think of it, especially if it's a shower, which I think if if it's a... Well, the asteroid, it's, was it's... Yeah. Yeah. Asteroid would be just one bigger rock. Yeah, but it'll break yeah. up a bit coming in, so you're going to get multiple impacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess but, but what I mean is, like, multiple impacts around the world, maybe. Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah. my only point was that uh, you would have, like, I'm sure... If there was enough, at some point something's gonna be hitting either a nuclear power station or <laughs> yeah, yeah. a missile silo. Like so, a meteor impact probably would be per- have dire effects in terms of radiation. Yeah, yeah. Either way, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Maybe even, even if it just causes earthquakes, and then you have what happened in Japan with the earthquakes and the mm. power station went there. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. you're gonna you're gonna cause so much damage. Yeah. yeah. But that's it, actually, when you say that, even looking at the like the description of buildings and stuff, they could look earthquake-damaged a bit as well. But they're like that, as we said, they're not nuke-damaged, but they're just... Yeah, yeah. ...weathered. And, uh, and then, yeah, the description is all the animals died because all the plants died, was it? Or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, essentially, the planet is just slowly dying. Yeah. Because the, the sun is gone. The yeah. sun is blocked out from ash up in the air so what's caused the ash that's pretty much the definite like that's what we definitely know yeah yeah exactly well with that in mind all of those are possible <coughs> so me. we we can just talk a, about the world and like yeah. let it doesn't matter which tree of them it is really yeah, like yeah. um we can still continue talking with the world but just because you mentioned uh the sun uh this is a lovely description just two lines of the yeah. world that they live in dark of the invisible moon the night's now only slightly less black by day the banished sun circles the earth like a grieving mother with a lamp <laughs> it's a great description of the that world like, yeah so, can, like, so, so winter in ireland yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's the thing too like even by nuclear standards the yeah. is a nuclear war the book set 10 years it's probably too great for yeah it's definitely either volcano or meteor maybe some weather one like a series of earthquakes but that wouldn't well then maybe you wouldn't necessarily throw ash up no i would say yeah meteor or um volcano definitely Mm. just to talk about like winter in ireland like today is a nice bright day and like half seven when my alarm went off this morning it was slightly dark but not too dark where yesterday it was like pitch black yeah yeah, yeah. like complete like night time it might as well have been four in the morning and it was the same like the difference in a day the light because it was just because it was raining all night so it was so dark yesterday even all day uh i ended up just keeping the curtains closed and turn on the lights and stuff while i was working that's why because we were meant to record this yesterday i kind of i was excited yesterday when i woke up it's like oh it's the perfect atmosphere to do I this know, yeah. book in <laughs> Uh, but just what uh, I had mentioned uh, when I was talking about the Krakatoa mountain or yeah. volcano 
going off and I'd, I had mixed it up with an event called The Year Without a Summer. Have you ever oh, heard yeah. of this? No, no, I haven't. I, I, I shelved it there and I never got back <laughs> to it. Uh, th- it was a different um, event it, from 1816. Yeah. Now, I, I'm, I'm still thinking the other one was the Edward Munch because I think he was born later. So, But okay, I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah. His painting was based on one of these. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I think it was the Krakatoa one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at the time, like this was just like a, in 1816, it was just a series of just weather abnormalities around the world right. and like drastic and everywhere. Well, now only really recorded in Europe and America, but because they were the only ones recording it. In fact, people yeah. didn't really record weather up until this point, but because of this, oh, okay. people know weather. <laughs> Surely the way it wasn't like this last summer. Yeah. And yeah. because of that is why people have actually it's it's pretty much the reason people talk about the weather (laughs) (laughs) essentially and at the time there was like variant theories of why it was and like ridiculous stuff like what's the name of the guy uh captured lightning in a bottle Uh, is it franklin benjamin franklin benjamin franklin yeah benjamin frank i I was thinking like oh is he a president but no it's because he's on the dollar (laughs) yeah he's famous for the kite and the yeah the key on the end of the kite yeah yeah um, I think he was blamed, even though I think he was dead at the time. <laughs> okay. But um, maybe people didn't know that, or just his work. Maybe he was like Edison, where he had oh, yeah, the cause Franklin. He, yeah, because he was experimenting with yeah the, the natural laws of nature. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. He was changing the weather, which is a good episode to do too. But it was um, like a nuclear winter. It was a volcanic winter. There was an eruption a yeah. year beforehand in um, the East Indies, also Indonesia. Um, that's why i was confused so the year beforehand but the year after it as a result it yeah. caused the global temperature to drop by 0.7 degrees celsius which wow. is a huge drop for like a, a huge drop for a global globally and yeah, for every yeah. like the, that's the average like so some days it would have been like minus five yeah but <laughs> but like it was recorded everywhere like in america like it's in washington it snowed in july that's how wow, drastic okay. it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And just like loads of like it was, it wasn't like full on the road or anything. It was very small changes. Yeah, but it happened during summer, so it just messed up crops completely. Like even a oh, bit of, of frost on a crop during summer, like it's yeah, going to yeah, yeah. like take you back like two weeks in, and then you get around to the actual like by all then you're into you're into autumn and. It's too late. Then the actual winter rolls around. Like yes, yeah, so you you don't have enough food stocks for winter then. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and even like it, it caused a famine in Ireland, crippled us, and An already crippled country. <laughs> but mostly, mostly for us, it was a political problem though. Was, oh yeah, it was an import uh, or it was an export issue. That yeah, they exported all our food basically. Um, so all we had left was potatoes. And stuff. But yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's why I was actually going to say that because of the you know. It didn't, like it didn't turn things into the road, but it affected things yeah. just enough that it crippled most of most countries' economy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the British Empire had enough countries that they could steal from at the time. I guess they got <laughs> yeah. on all right. But you know, the, <laughs> but the, it, had a, it had a global knock-on effect. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's it. Like just trading routes and stuff were ruined because of it. Yeah. Food prices went up. Yeah. The all of the the sort of the general sort of. Pre- preamble to an apocalypse <laughs> uh, only it didn't go quite that way oh, yeah. 
suppose it was a good way to cull the poor. <laughs> That's it. The lower classes. <laughs> but so, like, hearing that, and I'm not going to go too into that because we might just touch on stuff like that again. Yeah, definitely. Um, But so, like, the, the world of the road already is... Okay, we haven't seen anything quite like it in a few years. <laughs> We're going back to 19th century for our... <laughs> yeah, for our references. Yeah. But, but still, there's, there's do they, something Do they there. know what caused the... Uh, the year you know, without summer. summer. The, like, there's no definitive proof, but the volcano going off the year before is about the only... Yeah. Considering what happened with the... Yeah, 18, in the 1880s. Yeah. Um, of how it affected it. Yeah, it ha- like, it has to be that. Yeah. And then... Now, the weird thing with the road, though, because there's other weather events they have to go through. Yeah. Like, there's just, you know, you have... There was a storm, isn't there, at one point? Yeah, there's... Well, yeah, and there's storms, and I guess, <coughs> given where they are, you might expect them anywhere. But, like, yeah. there's still... There still seems to be aftershocks. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, all the trees falling down and stuff. I think that's more just the rotting roots and stuff, is it not? Well, maybe with the yeah, like that scene in the film actually when the trees are falling down. But in the book, the there's literally like this rumble. Oh, okay. And they go out and they just see all the trees starting to fall. Uh, I guess the rumble could come from like just. It's almost like a domino it, effect. It of could trees be the or... actual roots being pulled up. Yeah, yeah. Well, my reading in the book anyway, it seems like there's certain times where, like, like there's um aftershock yeah uh, maybe tremors, like, tremors is the word I'm looking for. yeah yeah maybe too light to even be an aftershock but it seems like there's still like these random rumbles in the yeah, yeah. but also now but if it's if it is something like uh you were talking about that volcano it was what seven times it, like the tsunami circles yeah, 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 yeah. or sorry three three and a half times I was yeah, yeah. yeah and then like you think of so let's say it's something a huge volcano like Yellowstone like, like Yellowstone yeah I, I nearly said Jellystone <laughs> yeah. I, I, I made this, almost made the same mistake yeah, yeah. in another episode yeah um, <laughs> it's just so instilled in our brains yeah this is a huge part of my childhood same, is, uh, yeah. we need the, or no we need um, I love such a huge part you get the name I know, yeah. straight away <laughs> uh, Yogi, Yogi Bear thank you Yes, um, yeah, because that would absolutely destroy the entire country. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, yeah, lots of scientists have said that when it, it it will, it's only a matter of time. Someday it will go off, and it will be like two thirds of the earth fucked. Yeah, <laughs> as it was exactly because it's so big. Um, or then if it is something like an asteroid or a pile of meteors hitting, that will create massive problems, mm. and it'll affect like something that strong. That's going to affect like the poles. Yeah, positions yeah. and magnetism and everything. it's going to affect so much and even like you take like they might not necessarily be aftershocks but if all this stuff if, if all these changes are happening around yeah. the world and there's probably still just like he they refer to it as there's still just fires burning randomly like things yeah. are just going up in flames that you know somewhere a power the, the, the last reactor in a power plant might have just blown and sent a tremor <laughs> like it could be anything yeah it could be anything um, it could have been just uh, <laughs> like the peak of a mountain just caved in. Like there could have just been a mudslide a hundred miles away, and it well, was sending this. Tremor, well, that's like, the thing is, with if vegetation goes, you lose root systems are going to degrade, and then you're just going to have a lot of landslides and yeah, stuff like that because yeah. there's so much topsoil is held together from grass and roots of plants, and um, so anything on a slope is just going to collapse with no plant life like that. 
the other um, sort of weird weather event, weather event that's in the road. Now, I'm not sure if this is uh, a common thing in the road because there's only one mention to it, but it's sort of mentioned so casually yeah. that it seems like the norm. There's a, It's very early on in the book when they're walking down the road and this old man walks out in front of them and he's walking down the road and he's blind yeah. and his shoes are all burnt, like completely melted. His clothes are melted oh. into and the son's kind of scared he doesn't know what's wrong with this man and the father said he's been hit by lightning and he says it's so oh, flippantly like yeah. it seems like that's a normal thing people just get hit now i know people get hit by lightning it's a thing but the way it's yeah. said in the, and he knows straight away he got hit by lightning that there's no other he wasn't like attacked and or he didn't like wasn't in a burning house or get caught in a forest fire he's not thinking about it. he doesn't even have to think about it yeah right? he was yeah, hit yeah. by so it sounds like that's something that happens in this world which is actually like such a terrifying prospect if that was possible. Yeah. <laughs> that you... I'm trying to think. Is there something there? Because you like the cl- classic thing with, or the typical thing with lighting is it'll hit the highest object to yeah. get to ground. But I'm wondering if you take something like a tall tree. That's oh, everything else dead, is fallen. But if a, tree, t- t- a tall tree is dead, can the dead wood in it? Is is it possible? Is there enough? Will it conduct this? at all? So is it useless for so will lightning go to some you know what I mean is it, yeah, would it be more attracted to a person than a rotted dead tree I'm not too sure possibly I'm not too sure about the physics of that like, if everything's sort of fallen down like there's not as many things to just be conductor so yeah, you're more people. you're more likely <laughs> to get hit I guess yeah yeah I suppose so um so maybe that's just it but also like the way it just to me it kind of read like it's just something another thing they have to live with the whatever yeah however the the ash <laughs> and stuff is just blocking it like causing different which you know i mean you look at like other planets that yeah. just have these constant lightning storms brewing because yeah, yeah. their atmosphere is so weak yeah that, like yeah. maybe there is science to that i just don't actually know yeah it could be something, something like that yeah um how, how it's affected the atmosphere or the air is thinner or whatever yeah but that's like that's just absolutely terrifying <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> No matter what you yeah. do, you can still just be hit by lightning very yeah, yeah. commonly. <laughs> I'm going to take you back just to... Yeah. Well, actually, for, uh, we'll, so far, how how are you faring in the road if we're living in it? Like, Oh, you're going there already? Yeah. Um, well, all we know is... Sorry, going there already, do you think... Are we jumping in, do you think, uh, too soon? Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're at home and the clouds are covered over is basically as far as we've got <laughs> <laughs> no but like just so far like because we'll gradually... oh, sorry in the description of what the world is so far yeah yeah oh, so okay. like all yeah. plants and animals are dead so the only food because there's left two is... basically there's two things you really two things you have to deal with in the road we'll get to the other after yeah okay yeah. but for like this is the first thing how, how do you think you can deal with perpetual dark or overcast dark skies and drastic weather like drastic snow, weather and freezing freezing and essentially no more food being produced so only what you already have so in terms of tin food and non-perishable food once that's gone it's gone there's yeah. no replacing it or whatever um there's a very small population because everybody else is already starved to death <laughs> yeah so yeah um like how, how are you with the cold <laughs> i'd be uh... I find it inconvenient. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very good with dealing with the cold. It's one of my few talents. I don't know oh, if you yeah. can call that a talent. 
Um, do you know what? Actually, I used to, cold used to never bother me, but I find as I get older, I just get cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you feel maybe it when it. you hit thirty, Johnny, you'll, uh, you're you'll feeling start to feel the cold. the winter. Your winter years chill. Oh my god! All day yesterday, it, we were talking about how it was horrible weather yesterday, and rainy and stuff. I had this pain in my finger, and I was like, "If I got arthritis in oh. my finger, <laughs> what the hell?" Like, I don't know what it was, but uh, it's just this pain that just wouldn't go away. And uh, yeah, I think it was like it's rheumatism or arthritis in my finger. You know, I'm getting old, man. <laughs> Do you actually think it is? Yeah, I'm worried. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I don't know what. Um, I, I used to worry about that, but like when I'd get cold, my fingers would get kind of like this numb feeling. But yeah. then I realized it always kind of coincided whenever I like, sat down and played guitar for an hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Um, no, I, I could survive with the cold because there's ways around the cold. You can still light a fire. There's plenty of firewood. There's plenty of... Um, you still have blankets. and There's things. plenty of damp, dead firewood. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it's still like it's it's one of the toughest uh, survival scenarios in terms of just making do with what you have because yeah. there's there's so little resources in every sense. I suppose, yeah. It's somewhat doable, I guess. Well, the thing is, which is exactly the whole point of the road is, you could have a basement full of tinned and dried food. But the thing is, this is permanent. Like hide, like we we were doing the Fallout episode. It was hiding for. What would we say, max three to five years or something yeah, like that? Yeah. There's no give on this. It's, it's like it's ten thousand years. It's you know, yeah, it's yeah. not. That's, <laughs> yeah, like the pointed road is like yet yeah, the world has ended. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's over. Just it's hopeless. It's completely over. Like even in Mad Max, eventually there's an, enough people that like slowly but surely society might like they're back to tribal. A tribal yeah. sort of lives, but they might climb back up. Same yeah. with even the Fallout games, like yeah, in the road, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, so it's extinction. So it's, it's, yeah, the whole point is, yeah, say I have a basement in my house and I have filled it full of because I'm a prepper and I filled it full of all my provisions and all that kind of stuff, and I have something for three to five years. Come to the end of that three to five years, I gotta leave because I gotta go looking for food in other places. Yeah, and I'm hoping that. There's a neighbor up the road somewhere who also has a basement full of that stuff, who just uh, like you know shot himself in the head because he can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully he's, there's at least two years worth of food in his place. And then after two years, then I still got to go find someone else. And, you know, like yeah, yeah. So it's just continuing going. And then you probably reach a point of why are you bothering then? Yeah. You know, I'd say that's the hardest part. Yeah. Because it is the max you're going to survive is your lifetime. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which even if you be... live, even if you have a huge stockpile of food, you're only going to live to eighty, and you're not, or like whatever it is, eighty, ninety, that you can last taking care of yourself, and then you know there's no hope, so you're not going to have children. Ah, uh, but you bring unless that... you already have children. You, yes, and I guess if we're staying with the way we do for all the other episodes, we have we have somehow have shared we share a son in this scenario. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the whole point of the road is like, because he knows, like the father knows it's hopeless. He's living in hope. He's hoping against hope that there'll be something better once they get south. Isn't it? Yeah, they're hoping to get south and he, he has this bit of hope that, okay, the plants are dead, but maybe the ocean is safe. Yeah. And so there's fish and there's seaweed. Hopefully there's life in the sea still. Yeah. Which is the best possible plan you can have really in that oh, absolutely. scenario. I do wonder, and it's, not really said it's in neither book or film 
kind of like it is, but I, the, they never really say, actually, I keep saying it's 10 years. Never say what age the kid is in it. He could be like a slow 18 year old. <laughs> 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 he's not, he's definitely oh, yeah, like, he's, no, he's, but, yeah, he's, maybe, he's under 12. He's yeah. Under, he's prepubescent. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Like, um, he's played by that uh, kid actor. I can't think of his name. Yeah. Um, but what, it's never really said what they've been doing for the last 10 years. No. You know, like they've been walking. We pick up when they're... Well, now they've been on the road for a few years in the book. Yeah. I, but they've in, clearly... Because they pass... There's a place in the book where they pass this house and he wants to go in to have a look around. And the kid's kind of worried about going in there. Yeah. And he goes in and he like, plays a piano and he's really familiar with the place. And it turns out it's the house he grew up in. Oh, yeah. So you assume it's maybe only a state away from where him and the wife lived before. Yeah, it's not it that has far. To be, yeah, yeah. So like that was his first... That was the first place he was going. Yeah, they were and they were passing through it on the road south, like. Yeah. But so it it sounds like they've stayed for the last ten years or whatever. They've at least been around the same like two or three states. Yeah, the impression I got was that they had a stockpile of food because he he seemed to very quickly know what he was doing with filling up the bath, yeah, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So you can almost assume that the man was a bit of a prepper and had some kind of stockpile of food. Yeah. And they probably lived near where they could get access yeah. to food and stuff. They, he lasted there. The impression I got from the film, anyway, was yeah. that they're very recently out on the road. Yeah, yeah. Like six months to two years max. Yeah, that's what I got from the book too. Definitely. Yeah. I, I got the, like maybe the kid, a year. The kid or two. has lived this very sheltered life. Exactly. Yeah. In the house. I I don't imagine he was a prepper. I think from like, but I imagine he just he well he kind of was a prepper in that he he just he he was smart like he he yeah, was, yeah. he acted on reflex. He was like Max. Yeah, yeah. He could have been a soldier. He could have been anything. You know? As soon as as soon as he saw what was happening, he probably went out and just broke into a super. He was probably the first one yeah, to raid yeah. a supermarket and just bring yeah, supplies yeah. back to the family. I do you do that now? When you go Ra- to raid supermarkets. No, no. If you go to a uh, like your lo- local, your local sh- shop, your local spar, conven- like mm. small newsagent, um, convenience store, I suppose is the word I'm looking for, rather than a big supermarket. That when you're walking around, you take a little walk through the aisle that has all the tin food, and yeah. you think, "How far is this from my house? How much <laughs> do I take if I need it to?" Yeah, I've done that. Do you, I do that all the time. No, uh, because I have the shop around the corner from us here, and it's a, it was a spire and it yeah, changed yeah. to a centra, and they moved everything around. And one of the first things they did was make sure I knew where all that stuff was, <laughs> because if something happens here, it's the close place to me. It is literally a two minute walk around the corner. I was like, so where's the closest of the non perishable food? Yeah, yeah. Because typically, most people are going to be stupid, and they just they might raid a place of that, but they're not going to think non perishable. So I was like, I'm going to, that's my aisle. And I was going to, you know, I'd look at it and see what are my options. <laughs> yeah. To go back to what they've been doing, I, I guess it's never actually, <laughs> sorry, I, I just, before I forget, I didn't mean to jump yeah, yeah. in too quick, but the, they never actually say what age the kid was when the mother left. No. But they've definitely, they have been staying in their house in all the flashbacks to the book. Yeah, they are just in their house and they are well prepared. So, as in, he's gotten, they've gotten stockpiled somewhere, but you're staying in their house. You're probably right. They probably are in a cabin in the woods. They're definitely like, yeah. they're they've, safe. They've given him in that world a very privileged life. He's been very protected, the kid. Yeah. Uh, 
because there's a really funny in the film anyway there's a really funny scene where they meet uh what's his name uh Duvall's character yeah, yeah, yeah. and they hand him the like tin, tin fruit or something and the kid is like it's food you eat it yeah <laughs> you put it in your mouth yeah. kind of thing it's like because he just doesn't quite get i love the uh coca-cola scene oh yeah i remember like that film got so much shit for like oh they even had product what's how like this is how bad hollywood is they even have product placement in yeah, yeah. post-apocalyptic film but like coca-cola wouldn't let them do that scene because like they don't want they, they don't want a coca-cola in like this bleak film like no, doesn't no. Make, that doesn't make your product was that in the book was it? it was in the book and they had to vigo morrison had to convince the had to like call the president of coca-cola and beg him <laughs> really <laughs> and like and probably something like you know i'll i'll get elijah wood to come dress as frodo to your to your daughter's birthday you know <laughs> oh yeah like, you yeah. had to do that type of thing just to get because like, he's vegan words yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. wasn't it wasn't product placement like sometimes like we live I, the thing when people get so annoyed with product placement kind of like i mean i'm sitting in your room now and i'm like there's logos on the tablet <laughs> and stuff like know, you know yeah, like yeah. How many that's, logos are in here? That's the way to like. You can't yeah. shoot a movie and hide every logo. There's just that shelf there, and there's so many like <laughs> camera brand logos because yeah. I've I've a shelf full of all my old cameras. If we were I, I see this, I see the Canon logo like six times there. Yeah, if we were <laughs> filming this, people would be like, "Oh, well, you're clearly sponsored by sponsor- Canon." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wish. or Nikon or Canon everything. sponsor us or Nikon anybody. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess they've probably been on the road, maybe. I got the idea two years, but yeah. they definitely like leave the, the house they were in maybe at year two or three. I, I would imagine that's when the mother leaves. So yeah, there's a few years of just lost where I'm not sure what they'd have been yeah, doing. Well, because, well, in the film, anyway, there's the flashback where she's like washing the kid's hair. Yeah. And it's the same actor playing the kid yeah, before yeah. she leaves. So, and he's an actor who looks young. So like, like we said, he could be eight, he could be 12. Mm. He's just kind of... He's got a good playing range. It's, I wasn't actually even thinking about that scene. Dude, so, that's not in... But you see, you're thinking of the book. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to make a little bit of noise here that's completely inconspicuous and doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> you should now say, it's bubbly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> well, to move along, I'm going to read something for you that goes back now to... So this a description. This is from a different part of the book, but it's kind of, you know, you know. I think in the film there might be it might actually fit in with the same night he dis- the night it happened. Oh yeah, the event, but a bit more of world building. Within a year, and, and this leads into the next topic, obviously. Within a year, there were fires on the ridges and deranged chanting, the screams of the murdered. By day, the dead impaled on spikes along the road. He thought that in the history of the world, it might even be that there was more punishment than crime, but he took small comfort from it. In that uh. passage, they refer to there's sort of three groups. He refers to that as you know that there's the line in the in the film, cannibalism is the great fear. Yeah, there seems to be three groups in the book: blood cults, road agents, and cannibals. Now, well, blood cults are cannibals. But there's sort of two different levels of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no real distinction between the different groups. Like, they're all cannibals, but some are just... Some are just seem to be groups of men and women who were maybe friends before the world. Yeah. Went to shit. And were probably preppers, actually, just the fact that they're still... <laughs> yeah. Um, and have turned to cannibalism. And then there's other groups who've 
gone that bit further and formed into tribes and oh they've gone completely like feral almost not even feral it's just there's more than cannibalism on their resume of nastiness like oh they'll just yeah they'll do anything and that's who like it's never there's no distinction drawn but that's who i assume are the blood cults yeah like you know in the road you know the uh scene very early on when uh oh, oh sorry and obviously road agents are just thieves and highway just yeah, yeah random people but you know the scene where the the diesel truck comes and the guy yeah. goes to take a slash yeah and he spots them yeah, yeah. like they seem like just they're, they're and they're obviously cannibals well they are yeah. they, it, it pretty much says it but they seem more like just hunters like people that might were probably hunters before the world went to hell yeah yeah banded together and they're just surviving by eating meat and they're all they seem like pretty nasty people yeah but they're essentially they're just cannibals there's another group that isn't in the film at all that are much worse oh yeah and that's who i would say are the blood cults they're the people who are like farming humans yeah yeah like the they might both be the same thing in the book it really doesn't it sounds like there's very different types of people well there's the house with the cellar yeah yeah with all the people in it and stuff Mm. even that's quite a bit different that and well that's a really cool scene in the film that seems like that's the same group oh, that yeah. they meet early or the same type of group in the book it seems like a different yeah group that scene that scene with the guy taking the piss all of that happens in the book verbatim yeah but yeah. then there's just other people later that seem like a, an entirely different monster oh okay yeah, yeah. actually that's a good scene because you're talking about you know the man the father his uh background we're pointing out that we do learn in that scene in both the film and the book, that he was a doctor. Oh, yeah. And this is that great line where he's like... Yeah, he, he's got the gun at him and all the other cannibal guys are down on the road. And he's yeah, like, yeah. if you shoot me, they'll hear it. And the yeah. man's just like, but you won't. Because you, oh, you yeah. need things with names like uh, Temporal Gyrus, but you won't have them because they'll be soup. Such a great oh, line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it just sounds badass. But, <laughs> yeah, and then he asks, are you a doctor? And he says, I'm not on anymore. Yeah, yeah, obviously a doctor. Oh, yeah, he is, never says he is, but he just seems to know a lot. Yeah, he yeah. knows too much about anatomy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he says another another temporal gyrus is just the one I yeah. remember. He I mean, says and when I can't and, pronounce. But then when he gets injured himself, he knows exactly how fucked he is. Yeah, as well. yeah. that's the thing. Um, but like that's yeah, that's a uh, one group. Do I think the blood cults again? Like the blood cults are just it, once somebody. There's just a mention of blood cults once, so you never hear it as being an actual like group. But then there's that yep. description of deranged chanting on the mountains. Like that doesn't sound like the guys we were just talking about. They won't be out chanting no, on yeah, the mountains. Yeah, I, I thought of them as more hunters who will just do whatever it takes to survive. Where blood cults sound like they're rather than just killing somebody for food. They Vlad the Impaler kind of yeah they're enjoying kind of rape and torture and completely just lost their humanity yeah yeah that's yeah like this almost to the point where they probably believe maybe what they're doing might satisfy some god that will save them or something you know they might even have gone that far well yeah like they seem so monstrous that they just yeah they just don't care anymore but the scene where they meet them yeah these ones right there are there's you know, some in the midway point of the book, they're walking through a field and there's like dry blood on the dead grass. 
Oh, yeah. And he gets the sun to stay behind a little, and he comes to a wall, and there's just, like, piked heads along it. And gives a really long description about just how, like, they're tattooed and everything, and, like, some yeah. are stripped completely of flesh. And they're just, like, warnings, like, that you're coming into the, this, like, territory yeah. kind of thing. So they go and sleep in the woods, and the next morning, he wakes up, and through the trees and the fog, he sees people marching along the road never says how many exactly it sounds like loads the description's pretty bleak and it's only like a page but they uh, they're all wearing these red scarves or like the closest to red so like yeah some are wearing orange but they've obviously that's their uniform it's just a red scarf but they've all gone to to, identify themselves yeah they've gone to effort to to get a scarf and there's a great line actually mccarthy refers to them as an army in tennis shoes not literal, but the point being that these are all nor these are the normal people. Oh, okay. Or the people yeah, yeah. that were normal. So it to me kind of sounds like those those other cannibals were the people who would have been hunters or preppers. Yeah. And they're just yeah. about survival where it's the some of the normal people. Or almost the slightly upper classes are gone mad. I don't even think upper class. I, I just think or more normal middle, middle people class, yeah, people yeah. that just survived by being like the 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 bad people like what he referred to refer to in the book is just the bad guys people like i think there's people in real life that there's not not anything got to do with class but i think there's just when he says tennis shoes i think that's more like he's anybody it's just yeah it's just a turn of phrase oh i suppose yeah yeah sorry but because i don't actually think they're wearing any like they're they're not wearing tennis shoes necessarily (coughs) i think it just means it's the normal people that have become the worst yeah yeah uh, but anyway, the people they, who wouldn't have a clue how to survive, otherwise, really. I guess. Yeah. But I mean, anybody that's alive at this point, it's like n- has to be a fucking bastard. None of the. <laughs> well, no, I mean, at at this point in this world, like no weak person is alive at this point. No, no. Uh, you don't get to stay being alive in this world if you're weak, like. No, definitely not. Um, but yeah, and they all have like like sort of. The guys ahead of the army have like sort of homemade weapons. They've got like uh, just pipes wrapped in barbed wire and chain and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But as the army, as you get further through the army, they kind of seem to get stronger. And he never says how many, but they refer that they, they, him and the boy can feel the ground shudder. So there's a huge. <laughs> there has to be. And wow. so then there's people. They've got spears. They've got wagons drawn by slaves. Oh wow! Okay. Behind that, he describes about a dozen women, most of them pregnant. Yeah. Uh, and behind that, uh, there's children. Yeah. Wearing dog collars and all yoked together. Yeah. And McCarthy straight out calls them catamites. Catamites are like that comes from like Roman times. That's a mm. an underage child who has a relationship with a man. Oh, yeah. So they've got all these children. And it even describes the children, like, even though everybody, it's nuclear winter, but the children are all in very little clothing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like this weird, like, sex slave kind of thing. It's awful. This people, yeah. <laughs> and this later on when they, the scene, the scene in the book is quite similar to the film when they find that sort of human farm in the cellar. Yeah. But it's told, it it's told really well in the book, like, it tells you what's going to happen before it ever does. Oh, okay. Because when they're this is now this happens weeks later in the book, yeah. But it refers to like the father searching around this farm they found, and it mentions that he spots the giant cauldron in the backyard, but he uh, but he fails to acknowledge it, 
yeah. and then it refers that when he's in the shed he sees the two uh wagons but he doesn't think any more about them like it keeps referring to the things he sees and he just doesn't realize because he's at this point he's dying and he's just not oh, thinking yeah, straight yeah, yeah. but it's told really well and you're like oh like mccarthy keeps telling he tells you what's about to happen you're like they're there that's, <laughs> yeah, their, yeah. that's their farm <laughs> yeah and then the and then it's the same thing as in the book they went to the cellar it seems like there's more people in the cellar in yeah, the yeah. book and they get out again they get out just in time in the book but when they get out they come through the back in the book and then they see the the arm like well not the army there's about seven or eight of them coming through the back following them and they escape just in time but when they get the front they realize that there's like watch points and everything in the front so they they run but they essentially have to hide lying down in the grass for like three days waiting for (laughs) waiting for the weather to like actually get bad so as they can like escape through the fog and stuff like just going back to like them being the bad guys it does mention in the book later on like another kind of a flashback or just when he's thinking about the uh the old world it does refer to like there is mention of pilgrims in the book and i think that mccarthy's that's just what he calls the good people and seems like there was good people once and people would like leave signs for people if there was like safe places to camp and stuff like hobo symbols kind of thing yeah yeah he hasn't seen any of them in like five years that oh. essentially they've just been wiped out that there is kind of yeah no good people left <laughs> so that brings us to the harder one to survive uh, yeah. human nature or not even human nature <laughs> just like it says in the film cannibalism would be the great fear well th- that's the point is like i was saying with the food like there's no more food being produced all like animals are dying because there's no plants so I remember we were talking about it before. Was it on this podcast? Um, I can't remember if it was this or yesterday's news we were talking about. Like how much it affects you know, the deer population. We were talking about the wolves. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when, how- in, uh, Yeah, I remember I was telling you about this. Funnily, I was telling you about how introducing the wolves to Yellowstone's Park. Yeah, changed, changed the landscape the completely. Yeah. yeah. And how, like, something, it just shows you how reliable, like, you take something like, even a smaller animal like a mouse yeah and what a mouse survives on and then what feeds a mouse and what feeds on that and what feels that that like so if there's no plants then all animals die out and the only reason humans survive that initial extinction is because we have we have stored food supplies yeah so once the food store food stored food supplies go away like i was saying with you know if i have enough food to live in my basement for five years you live After for five fu- years. But then i got to go away and look at yeah, the food. Yeah. And eventually all that's left is other people who managed to survive that. So it's like, what do you do? Do you, do you resort to cannibalism? Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, that is a question too, but more for for now anyway. Like, I, I guess we, we take that one second, but yeah. how do you think you would fare in a world where you have to avoid... <laughs> cannibals <laughs> like and that that standard like an army like they sound like caesar's fucking legion <laughs> like uh, yeah jesus um in small I'm, I'm really I, I i wish they actually just showed that scene in the book as well because i'd only added like or in the film yeah. or in the film like yeah. five minutes screen time just to show they probably just didn't big. have the budget for it yeah, yeah yeah no again like i i imagine like it might not be huge in the book it's at least it's probably like a hundred people maybe yeah but it gives you the impression that it's a 
Yeah, or it could be it could be forty, but it's just to emphasize like they don't really because they're seeing them through the fog, so they're not getting yeah, that fog. Yeah. Because when you actually when they see them full on when they're in the farm, there's only seven of them. Yeah, so you're like, where are the rest there, of them? Yeah. There might only be fifty. There might be thirty. You know, you don't know. Well, there's yeah. twelve women, so like that's already a dozen oh, okay. pregnant women is already a big number. So yeah, it probably yeah, is yeah. like it's probably sixty, like which is a was huge. it Mortem Joe up the front? <laughs> no. but also like but that's just one blood cult like they're all one, over yeah that's one farm yeah like, yeah. yeah yeah like you, you have that to you have that to avoid you just gotta stay you gotta stay off the road <laughs> those stages that's the the lesson yeah. of the movie or the story in the end but you can't but you, you can't. can't you can't because it's fair it's like it's i think the idea is like on the road you have to face the 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 worst of humanity and off the road, you have to face the most extreme of weather, just like with the trees falling, with the fires. That's it, like, that's the thing. You've no choice, really. You've, you've got to stay almost... But you can at least, like, I think I would stay on the road because, in theory, I can at least fight another person. But you can't fight a, a fallen tree, tree, tree like... Yeah, yeah. It's uh, actually really funny you say that because it's the same kid... Uh, now because he's now like whatever 18 yeah um, funny because you were mentioned Spider-Man earlier he was one of the other kids short lists when they were casting oh, okay, Spider-Man yeah. as well but no yeah the so kid Spider-Man sounds Spider-Man. like a surname John Spider-Man um, no the, the kid who's the kid in the road he's oh, I can't think of his name he's a really weird name and uh, but he was in I was telling you I watched Slow West last mm. week and I loved it and he's in Slow West and there's a really funny scene. I don't know. Mm. Okay, there's just this really funny moment in the film where they're just going through the woods. Yeah. And they come across the skeleton with an axe in its hand buried under a tree. And they just <laughs> stand, they're just sitting on their horses laughing. And it's it's, and it's funny because it's the same kid, maybe think of it. And just you're talking about like trees could fall. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you're going to end up being that person. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so that's your alternative. Like, in some ways. I'd rather be killed by a tree than a cannibal. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, especially when you take into account the farm, like, they're, you're not just going to be killed, put into a paw. You're going to no. be locked into a cellar. And they're going to cut your limbs off one by one yeah. to keep the meat as fresh for as long as possible. Yeah, yeah it's... Um, that scene with the farm, it, like, where they're, like, begging... Uh, because they, they think it's a cellar full of food they're like why well, would it be locked yeah and then they open it and it's people <laughs> and, and, like, and they're all like asking them to help them and he yeah. just I don't they're think like he grabbing locked, at them yeah and he doesn't lock the door but he closes it yeah but none of them are probably strong enough to even no, lift the cellar door you no. see this thing uh, I think in the film do they get out like does do some of the people get out I think so yeah I'm not too sure um, no I think there's a reference to Oh, did you just possi- check to see if any of them got out or something? To yeah. see that the door was open. And then one of them goes and checks. Yeah, because it's only like in the film, it's only like it's two men and a girl or something. It, or a couple. It's a couple that come back. And in the yeah. film, it's actually a bit... It's really creepy in the film because the house is pristine. It's like they've just continued. It's like it was two couples that lived across the road from each other. Yeah. And they've just continued to live like the world. There's actually like it was because it's remote or whatever. Yeah. In Fallout Tree, there's actually you come across this these two this little town, and there's just two houses with a family living in each. And they're and they're perfect. Just, <laughs> yeah, and they're really weird, and they're all like real patriotic. 
and then you find in their cellars that they're it's taken right from the road <laughs> oh they have people yeah, 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 yeah. it's really funny um but, but funny it's full of references like that from other yeah stuff. yeah oh yeah you find there's a, two a, a skeleton of a man and a child by a shopping cart you oh, randomly yeah, find yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I think the key is to stay in small numbers. Don't be in a big group. Yeah. You um So like that it would be me and my wife. <laughs> that's the the other or, uh, the other thing to remember. <laughs> he's got he's you've got if we're going to do the surviving the road thing, you've also got a gun with two bullets in it. Oh yeah. Used to be three. Yeah. Um but now you've shot the hunter. Yeah. Gun. You don't get far with two bullets. I don't know how Oh yeah, the wife was going. They had three bullets. The three bullets were originally for the three of them. That, the, yes, that's but what she was, just yeah. she didn't. She just left. She's walked out into the woods with no clothes on yeah. to die the exposure or whatever. But she did that to so there'd be more food for the kid, wasn't it? Was that the thing? Yeah. Well, she just and she, also she just she wanted them all to do it. Like cause she yeah. or she said to she's like we're talking him referring to the blood cults that eventually they're going to come and they're going to. She says like they're going to rape me kill you rape me and take your son and yeah do, do the same to him yeah in whichever order they like um yeah and she he just like vetoed her decision yeah like it's funny in the film they make her sound like a bitch as well <laughs> they, like, they do a little start, bit actually, yeah, yeah like yeah, to start yeah. like she's being really harsh on him <laughs> yeah what like how would you survive that just uh, same thing yeah i but how does it's funny because like how does anyone survive that you just you just do it's, what the man does in it you just walk and just hope for the best you ha- you spend most of your time hiding you just hold out hope that there is something better further than where you are like they're trying to head south or to the ocean or something yeah that's all you gotta do you gotta just keep hope because the alternative is then why bother yeah that you might as well kill yourself. Like, there's just what it is. He's, so. Yeah, and he says that when you, in that conversation he has with the wife, she, like, asks him why does he want to keep going. And yeah. he pretty much says, because that's all you can do. Like, you, you yeah. if you, you either resign yourself to killing yourself, which he just doesn't want to do, or you just hope, yeah. even if you know it's yeah futile. Kind of like it works out I, in I, some way for them like they do find then that bunker the, the second yeah. bunker they find like why don't they stay there because like because he can't. has the whole thing of because again yeah they might be able to stay there for six months a year but then they gotta just go again then i, I don't suppose. think it's even that i think it's like one morning he might open the trap door and the blood cults just happen to be making camp there you know yeah, yeah. you can't or they hear something like i think that sounds like a dog yeah and then later meets a dog yeah yeah uh, yeah and that's all in the book too the dog actually earlier on i can't remember is it in the film when they're in the city and he thinks he sees the child thinks he sees another child is that in the film yeah 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 and then it's guy pierce yeah his family (laughs) the spoiler i assume nobody's listened this far yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) should have said that at the start but sure it's a movie movie came out what like seven years ago yeah (laughs) although it's funny because really we haven't actually spoiled like there's no real spoiler because there's nothing to spoil yeah really just to but it's one of those films yeah like nobody saves the world in it like no it's one of those films where you need to just take in the world it's not really about the story it's about well, it's not about plot; it's about story. Like, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah when they get to the bunker though yeah for people to actually because maybe there is some people that just listen to this without even reading or watching like they they find yeah. a bunker with loads of supplies like somebody they, they follow they find a bomb shelter yeah yeah with a prepper has and there's like loads in it there's like a year's worth of food yeah there's, there's even there's like whiskey and yeah, cigarettes yeah. and that's it um it's uh Viggo Mortensen's character is like he's enjoying the whiskey and he's just like ah oh. and he looks at the kid and he's just like I just come from a different world from you don't yeah, really? yeah. Doesn't he, the he kid gives, is just like mm-hmm. he, does he give the kid some whiskey in the I think film? he gives him a taste and he's like Ugh. yeah he yeah. just doesn't get it like, that's yeah, not yeah. in the book but actually the only the only and it's not even that funny but the only glimmer of like humor in the book is when yeah. he drinks the whiskey and he's just he takes like two mouthfuls and he's drunk the kid ha- is or no the no the dad because oh, he hasn't so drank, he hasn't yeah. drank in 10 years like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just doesn't drink anymore and he was like looking forward to it but he's like he's he like, can't oh, that's enough actually that's i said that's funny but that's actually kind of really sad that he's looking yeah, forward yeah. to it and then um but yeah it's so sad actually just reading because there it's everything's like perfect in the bunker they're even warm like and yeah they just can't stay there because people will see it like people will see the bunker people they found it anyone else will find it because yeah. it was the chimney sticking out of the ground they found wasn't it in the I, I can't remember now because on my reread I don't think I got to the bunker yet oh okay yeah, yeah. in I, I think it's just sort of in the it's kind of hidden in the grass yeah in it's the, like, like it's amazing nobody else has found it but then like most of the world is dead but yeah, eventually, well, yeah. like the idea is as well, like that the the blood cults have been sort of mo- traveling along as well. Like they're obviously going into new territories because you know they wipe out, they find whatever living humans are around to yeah, make yeah. food out of, and then move on. So they're pr- they're on the same path. Yeah. And that's the whole kind of breeding thing. There is they're breeding. The reason those twelve women are all pregnant yeah. is because the idea is to like a farm. They're getting them pregnant so they produce more people to eat. And that is not the whole point. That, that's definitely just open to interpretation because, like, he specifies it's twelve women, which means well, you assume everybody else is are men. Yeah. But like when they're at the farm, and yeah. the seven come, the women are with them. So the yeah. women might actually just like literally be partners as opposed to slaves themselves. Like he makes yeah, the distinction yeah. between the catamites, the slaves, and the women. Okay. Yeah. So the women might still just be like, I'm sure the women have a pretty lousy time but it's it's almost like we talked about i don't know what episode but we were talking about different forms of slavery and we talked about like survival sex being like the eu the yeah. un sees it as a form of slavery like it might be that sort of a relationship so i don't really know yeah, what way the kid right. there is a scene later on they they spot a couple well not a couple two men and a woman and the woman's pregnant and they keep seeing them along the road yeah and then later they see them and the woman's not pregnant anymore and then in the woods they see uh the remnants of a fire and the skeleton of the baby oh so definitely is people eating their children but yeah yeah. they're like oh it's been nine months really looking forward to this meal (laughs) like jesus but yeah like it could be they could be farming them that way it's yeah you don't know Mm. i'd say it's whatever i'd say like it's probably they need to probably all of the above yeah that's the thing (laughs) it might become the the they might those babies might end up on a dog collar with the other children like i'd say it's a case when the those (coughs) the children in the dog collars get big enough that there's more meat on them yeah they become or when they get big enough to be to carry a cart yeah they become that when they get a bit too weak for that they might be fed a little to get some meat on them and then their food 
and it's, it's just that yeah, sort of a cont- circle. It's a life of slavery that you will eventually be food or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have uses at different ages and different <laughs> sizes. It's <What>? awful. <laughs> or can you imagine being put like imagine the fear of ending up like that? I know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the uh, the um the wife's uh, idea is looking so more <laughs> desirable. Yeah, and just. <laughs> The way that's described in the book's really good. Where he just he, he just describes her walking away, and that I think that the line is just, and that's all there was to that, and that's like just <laughs> or something like that. It's phrased it's phrased much better than that, but it's oh, just really simplistic. And that's the thing. I think we're kind of making the mistake of not focusing on the most important aspect is that we have a child with us. Oh yeah, like Sorry, cause yeah, yeah. that's what it's more about. It's more about. So for us, if, we, if, yeah, if we're in oh, the road. Yeah, we're yeah. in the road. We have, I guess, for, we just, yeah, are we We in, have a kid, yeah. Not or, like him. <laughs> or is one we, of us has a kid. Or maybe for this scenario, I've just been severely brain damaged. So, <laughs> so I, I take the role it's, as the kid. It's the story of a mice and men, <laughs> but in the road. We're combining two literary greats into one story. Yeah, yeah. So, um... <laughs> Bought just in an oversized trench coat <laughs> <laughs> with the kid. I'm not going in that road again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like, we just both have the kid. Or no, like you know what? No, for this scenario, you're on one road with your kid. I'm on another road with the kid. We're both just living individual for this one. Okay, yeah. Because you need yeah, to be on yeah. your own. Yeah, I I can't. We can't have another adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I guess, like, as somebody who doesn't have kids and doesn't like kids, doesn't ever want to even, like, be around children. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, like, it's hard to see... Like, I can imagine, of course, he would care. <laughs> you would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would you, say, like, you, I even, guess you, you would. Even a heartless fucker like you. <laughs> no, but, like, yeah. it's just hard to imagine because, I, like, I kind of think, well, I'd never be in that position because I'll never have children. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a different conversation. Oh, my God. You'd never want children? <laughs> no, not really. Oh, okay. Surely that's We're just in very our... different places in our lives. Yeah. So I'm, a mar- I'm married and... <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah, even I if know. I... But even if I got married, <laughs> but you know, like some people are just like that. Yeah, like, you don't, don't need to have kids. Uh, yeah. There's enough, there's there's enough in the world. Like we don't need any more. This is true. Yeah. Um, so in this scenario, you slipped up, <laughs> and if I did have a kid, of course I would be responsible for it. Though, and I'm sure, like if I if I uh, would you, Johnny? <laughs> maybe not financially, <laughs> but. <laughs> but if there was a bunch of cannibals uh, looking to enslave him, I would certainly do my best to, to stop that to, from happening. You'd be like, I know, lads. No. <laughs> just, just chill no. out. Like, I'm, it's no. mine. You know? <laughs> it's free to your kids. You eat all the time. <laughs> you, you, come here. I like that, the idea that they're only referred to the man and the boy. I, I like the idea that it's actually just that the dad didn't bother naming him. Right. <laughs> it's just called Boy. <laughs> Oi, Boy. Come over here. Come here, Boy. But, yeah, but so, like, that's your, your, at least, well, that's his motivation. Like, he just comes from a different place than the wife. She cared about the kid. Yeah. But she just thought, she, she went to the point of, this is hopeless. Yeah. She cared about him, she cared about him so much, she would rather him die than have to face 
what he might have to face. Which makes sense. Of course, really. of course. Yeah. But to be able to like t- to to actually go through it, although then you never know. Like when it came down to it, she probably wouldn't have actually have been able to go through with like putting a bullet in her son's head anyway. She just no, thinks she she yeah. thinks she was able to. I don't think she'd be that heartless, but I think it was more. Well, that's essentially what the plan was. Like one of them would have had to have shot the kid. Yeah. And I think the only difference between the two is the father, like he doesn't bother thinking the way the wife thinks because he knows at the end of the day he probably won't be able to do it anyway. So he just yeah, bypasses so that. And yeah, why bother? Yeah. yeah. Um, could you do it? <laughs> Kill the kid? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think you could. But the, but the, like even put it that way, right? It's not even. It's just a kid, any kid, and you're in that scenario where. You either like, like you like, find okay. him at the side of the road, like his dad's. Take it this way: right? you're the guy at the end. You're you're uh, the hunter. <laughs> I know Mike from Neighbors. <laughs> the, the the family to find him at the end. Like if you oh, just sorry, find the kid yeah, in yeah, that guy scenario, Pierce. Yeah, yeah. guy Pierce, Mike from Neighbors. I feel so bad for him that yeah. he's an Oscar nominated actor and people still call him Mike he's from Neighbors. He's a really good looking actor. He, they make him look so ugly in that film. Yeah, yeah, with like the book tooth and everything. Yeah. Deadly. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, exactly that kind of thing. Like. Because you would, right? You were in that survival situation. I know I would, anyway. If I'm wandering around that and I know how shitty and harsh the world is and I come across a kid and they're crying over the body of a parent or something, I'd just be like, yeah, you're coming with me now. Of course, yeah. I wouldn't be like, sucks to be you (laughs) and carry on walking. (laughs) You're going to cry, little boy. (laughs) Yeah, no, of course. You, you, You think things are hard now? Wait till those cannibals find you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna take a kid like into your protection. So even in that scenario where you reach a point of absolute hopelessness and you're like, Well I got two bullets Yeah um you couldn't kill a kid. But I think like, that'd you know. kinda of be a good thing for you, like 'cause if you're on your own and you found a kid and you're like, Well, I've got something I need to protect. It would give you a mission. Yeah, yeah. Like I think if you'd reached the point of absolute hopelessness and you're like, I'm going to go fifth three in the left. It looks a nice tree to hang myself from. <laughs> yeah, or just and, wait until it falls on me. Yeah, and as you're walking up to that tree, you suddenly come across this, like, kid with a dead parent. You'd be like, oh, fuck hanging myself. i got yeah, somebody to yeah. look after now. Like, yeah, you, you have yeah. a reason, you have a hope to go on there. Yeah, and that's, uh, and that's all his motivation, isn't it? Just to... Is to protect his just kid. Just to protect the kid. Yeah, yeah. Even, like, even his hope is worst case scenario is to get the kid to the point where he's like 17, 18 that he's strong enough that like he physically can... big and strong enough to look after himself and at that point he'd be like okay now life is your burden you know yeah, yeah. even to just get that far like, <laughs> I pass this on to you <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> shit just kills himself there but oh yeah okay so you you have a kid and I have a kid you're on the road um, yeah, actually, do you do anything different from watching film? Do you, is there anything you would do differently? I would like to think I would be less paranoid than he was. There's the whole thing where he shoots... The guy shoots him with an arrow, isn't it? And then he shoots him in the chest with, like, a flare and stuff. Wait, what? Isn't that what happens? When? Like, like they end up in this, like, town, and he gets really paranoid about people... And it's just oh, a couple. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I oh, sorry. I was just thinking of the wrong. I was thinking of the thing earlier on with the cannibals. Sorry. Yes. Oh no, I'd run the fuck away from them. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But just like there's literally just a couple who are just trying to survive. Yeah, yeah. And they think he's attacking them, and he thinks 
they're attacking him. Yeah. And they have this whole fight and they shoot him with an arrow and then he shoots them, the guy with the... The uh, flare gun. The flare he found gun. The... And that's around the time where the kid sees another kid. Yeah, yeah. Which is part of Guy Pierce's family. Yeah. And then... And for ages they think they're being followed and they are being followed yeah, by Guy yeah, Pierce and his family who are just trying to get to them because they're like, we're stronger in numbers and we have children and three adults protecting four children is better than one adult protecting one child and yeah. that's their logic or and i kind of don't want to say this but i'm going to say it anyway because it's it's a theory i had about the road i already told you about this like in one of our other before we put mics in front of uh, ourselves when oh, we yeah, had okay, these yeah. conversations it's a theory i had about that and i made up a short story or a short film based yeah. on the kind of idea that my theory was that they were only following them to sort of see how they fared on oh, the road. Yes, yes, yes. That they were just like, well, they're our test. We can see what trouble they run into. You if, wrote an amazing short film about this. The Deer Hunter one, wasn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. well, you, we we talked about it and you wrote a Deer Hunter version of it. I had wrote, uh, not the film The Deer Hunter. <laughs> yeah, way, just yeah. for people listening, it's about a guy stalking a deer in a post-apocalyptic yeah. world. But it was the same idea I'd had of just somebody being followed. Mine was more. I went a bit more sci not sci-fi, but I had it more that it was a soldier following Easy Americans that he was trying to, he was just bringing a message back. He's using to, people like a canary in a mine. Yeah. Basically, he's, so he's following somebody to see how, copyright Johnny, to see how they survive, see what roads are safe and what's not. So if this... I suppose layperson can survive this far then he could survive a bit further and all that kind of, isn't that it? yeah it's something like that i don't want to say the full version because i still want to finish it and i, I, I want us to make it cause yeah, it's a great yeah. i wrote like it started as a script then i wrote as a short story and then the short story ended up at like twenty thousand words and it's like, <laughs> i do that all the time <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, I, I wrote a review I was writing reviews for... I went to press screenings for films this week. And I wrote, like, a review for Ride Along 2 at, like, 800 words. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did uh, The Fifth Wave, which is the another uh, teen young, young, young adult, adult novel movie. adaptation thing. And it was terrible. But I... Like, it was terrible. I gave it 2 out of 5. And I still wrote, like, a thousand words on <laughs> where all the other guys like write any, anyone else who goes to the film screenings they do like 400 words <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I just can't help I just, I just can't help it I have to get all my like if something annoys me I have to go into it you know? oh speaking of I started writing I thought this sounded like such a great idea I still think it is I don't know if it's worth pursuing where right I was and I was already ripping off something kind of where I thought I, I, one of my favorite books is Misery, the Stephen King novel. Oh yeah, love it. Um, it's an amazing book. Uh, the movie's fantastic too. We have to do an episode about it at some point. Okay, yeah, yeah. I kind of wanted. I had this really good um, post-apocalyptic version of that, where it's a girl. She's in a car crash. She wakes up in a bomb shelter, oh. and there's a guy, and he tells her the world has essentially ended. And he, he rescued her, to, and like a nuke went off or whatever, that this might relate to why she crashed. Yeah. And slowly she's like, is he telling the truth? Yeah. Do you know where I'm going with this? No. What I'm smiling at is, have you seen the trailer for the new Cloverfield film? That's what I was about to say. That's, <laughs> okay. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
that's, that's, how, that's why I started. I was oh, okay, so annoyed. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. um, that seems to be exactly the, what's happening yeah. in that film. Uh, Unlike they seem to give away the ending anyway, because like it shows her looking at the window and going, "Oh my god!" Yeah, is so the world like, populated by Cloverfield? I don't think actually. I don't think the film even relates to Cloverfield. Though I think that's just a marketing thing. I, I, I get the impression... It's just executive producer J.J. I get the impression that film is actually really... Like, it was an indie film or something. Or a film they put some oh, money into. it was into, made, like, three, four years ago. And they watched and thought, oh, we can't release this. And it's like, maybe we can reshoot some stuff and yeah. relate it to another film and just slap Abram's name on it. And I, I imagine that's what they're doing. Like his studio said, we'll, we'll release it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go back to... Um, uh, Oh yeah, sorry. We went on the tangents of our stories, but yeah. Cloverfield so I think the, the the family were following them to test the road. Yeah, yeah. Which, to be fair, brilliant technique. Oh, <laughs> legendary technique. Because they're not the bad guys. That's the whole question. Who's the good? Like they're not the bad guys because they're not interfering with anything. They're not no, sending them no. through their deaths. They're being morally. It's a slightly grey area. But maybe but not, not really. because you don't know. They don't know that they're the good guys either. Because no. if they approached him, the man might... And as in, in the film, it shows that he was overly paranoid and, like, what happened with the couple in the city. Yeah, exactly. That could have happened with them if they approached. So, like, they just kept their distance. They're like, we can't approach them. It's too... It's not worth the risk. But we can yeah. use them. Like, it's not... I, like... Yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely a grey area, but they didn't do anything wrong, necessarily. No. What their actual plans are with the kid when they find them, that's the other side, though. Like, are they actually going to... I think they're just going to give him a nice hug. Because <laughs> he needs it. I think in the film, the film ends with just, uh, there's no credit, or there's no music over the credits. There's, I think it, the first sound you hear is an engine starting. Yeah. And then there's birds, and you hear like children play. It just sounds like suburban, a suburban town. Yeah. Which gives the impression that thing, like, I, you know, that either it's is hope. Yeah. Or is it just show new audio of what the world used to be like? <laughs> Yeah, I don't uh, know. Uh, it's uncomfortable. The book is about hope in a way, like and not losing hope. So you should have the most very much so. Yeah. So you, it's n- you should hold hope for the end. Yeah. There's one thing I want to go back to because I took some notes for this. Just to go back okay. to the cannibalism thing, and because you were, uh, I, th- I, th- I th- <laughs> so far, like no, I really think of all the apocalypses and things that I think it is the worst. Absolutely. For me, anyway. It's definitely the worst. And it's... I mean, if you, you think... It's zombie, the most realistic. This is the worst. Point. This is the most likely, I, I know. Because you think, like... For years, I always thought zombie apocalypse was one of the worst. Like, yeah. the classic... Um, like the Romero zombie. Yeah, the Dawn, of the, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead world. Because you're restricting yourself to a compound. And you might be able to create a really good fence and then farm vegetables and all that but that trailer's just always there lurking at your fence like it's there all the time yeah like I always thought that was awful but this is just all that's left is hope like there's nothing yeah like your options are keep going for a while or kill yourself <laughs> like that's the, that is genuinely your two options released in a zombie apocalypse there was always hope that you could get somewhere where there's no zombies there's you know nuclear war there's hope you could wait out the radiation and then start over there's you know the, yeah, yeah of all the different like, even as I was saying the asteroid one like the making friend making a friend for the end of the world there's 
you go find your loved ones and then just you're not waiting that long you just wait for it to end yeah you know yeah, yeah. have a big party and die you know it's it's actually <laughs> that's a really great. nice that's, way to yeah. go where the road is just it's the worst you know what it is like it's the donner party we done it we on our yesteryear's news today yeah, episode yeah. actually it's funny because we mentioned the donner party last you week should, too. you should only put it out on this i was just about to say it yeah yeah um, republish it as a special episode on it's this. like the donner party but forever yeah <laughs> like that was for one winter <laughs> yeah they knew that eventually like either they would all die in the cold or eventually they would survive until the spring That's and it. could move again but this That's is exactly just it. donner party forever it's just there's nothing there's no give there's no we should uh, do an episode on the donner party and what we should do like we'll put up the yesteryear's news today episode we put up that episode one week and then the next week we have the discussion about surviving it Oh, because yeah, we didn't do that when we, we you just we just basically told, it, told me the facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a really good idea. We'll do that. And because we talked about that about how cannibalism actually affects people and how cannibalism never really works out for anybody. It's it's not a good option. <laughs> it's not a good option. Like there's a I, I I'm I'm not the man from the road. I'm I'm not a doctor. I can't even remember the name. It's a really long name. But there's like a disease similar to mad cow disease that you're almost guaranteed to get if you. <laughs> Which might be why the blood cults are so crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because they might actually be going mad. It's like the guy, the uh, the, the old man at the end of the honor party who was just sitting in the cabin surrounded by bodies. That he, <laughs> and even they found, remember, like they found that he actually had like ox meat. And he chose oh, not yeah. to eat it. And he ate, he killed the last. Because he was still eating people. Yeah, yeah. He killed one of the, after the rescue party had came, he still killed one of the last survivors because he was gone so mad. And it was from eating meat. Like. Yeah, human flesh. It's, it's yeah. We're, it might we're, be, is it the. Nature has built us not to eat each other, yeah. basically. And it's all the transference of diseases and that kind of stuff. That's why you eat outside your species. Like one of, one of the, um, to put it really simply, if you have a fish tank with uh, freshwater fish in it, yeah, who are carnivorous, you, for best practice, you feed them sea fish, because there's no crossover of diseases. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the salt water or seawater diseases can't live in freshwater, and vice versa. Yeah. yeah. So that's the best way. You do it, and it's the same thing in every way. So, uh, like all like a whole BSE came away from uh, leftover meat products were fed back, back to the animals. In, yeah, yeah. The classic one would be pigs. You you never feed a pig pork. Po- yeah, because it's same thing. You'll end up with a fucked up pig. Yeah, and then <laughs> I think it's just the the psychology of it is that I think like eating a human is probably the ultimate disconnect from humanity. Like you're, over you're, just mur- overtaking a life, like it's you're giving up your humanity when you do that. So you have a quote there. You're dying to read. It's not a quote. Oh, sorry. It was just to add to that. I also think it's <coughs> just actually not a good, uh, uh, sustainable diet. No. So, because I, I I was curious, so I, I I done I got out my calculator. I done some sums, right? So the human body, roughly the same muscle to fat ratio as uh, a bear. Oh, okay. Um. So. 700 calories per pound yeah right so let's say the average uh like person in, like what weight are you in pounds would you say i'm trying to think what i mean in pounds um about 
73 kilos and I'm about what's that about 10 and a half stone so how many stone is in a pound again oh I don't know I just always go in pounds oh. well I'm I'm 150 like last time I 150 yeah I'm probably about 160 then I'm a little bit bulkier than you I'd say it'd be a bit, would it be a bit more, it's 165 maybe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I but like, I'm just no, going in. I don't know. Do you know what, you don't know what you are in I, kilos, do you? No, but I'm, I know that like, I've been one for, I, like I can, three or four pounds of a difference isn't much, like one day, like I There's can. people listening to this looking at our cover art going, oh no, they look about the same <laughs> way. <laughs> um, but it's more, I, I just think you'd be a bit more than that just because but I, my, anyway, I'm not a big guy. I would reckon, like, you couldn't be too... T- to be alive, you would yeah. have to be at least 130 pounds. I would, that's a guess. Be healthy and keep it, yeah. Like, you wouldn't be able to... You, you probably wouldn't still be alive. As in, you wouldn't be able to, like, fight off cannibals if you're any lighter than that. You'd have to be at least... No, that. you're someone in a concentration camp if you're lower than that. Yeah. Really. yeah, yeah so that's the way kinda. you would... That's the hel- uh, that's a healthy post-apocalyptic way. Yeah, like we yeah. would both be one third. Like if if we if we were in the apocalypse, we would both be one third. If we drop below that, we're probably not going to be able to survive much longer. I know. Just it, as it, in it, physically, you wouldn't be okay. Yes, are you? Anyway, <laughs> that was I just guessed one thirty. Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna have to edit that out because we talked so long that people <laughs> will forget what. To, <laughs> so right, just to, so so, I'll, so same meat to fat ratio as, as a, a bear, bear, which is seven hundred calories pound. If you're one thirty pounds, uh, in in a realistic sort of apocalypse yeah uh and you'd have a little less fat because you yeah, be, you'd yeah. more so you'd be leaner um you'd lose about 40 pounds of that would be just muscle or muscle sorry bones um, and organs and stuff yeah so you're left with about let's see what I've 80 got, 90 pounds of meat yeah 90 pounds of meat which is fifty-four thousand calories yeah if you need what do we need today Men usually need about 2,000. Yeah, so I'm saying 1,005. You, you could survive on probably about 1,600 if you really had to. Yeah, and I'm I'm going a bit lower. I'm saying 1,500. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, would give if, you, if you're dieting, you'd go down to about 1,500. Okay. Yeah, so one body, one human body Yeah. would feed you for 36 days. Yeah. That's a lot of people you have to kill and eat to stay alive for a year. That's one person. You gotta p- kill twelve people a year. Yeah. Really. And if you're in an army, like the blood cults, you, you might find three people. Yeah. You might be feeding a hundred. So like, I don't like thirty six days for. It's, it's like, not sustainable. <laughs> finding finding a living human, killing them, cooking them, using them as meat, and only getting thirty six days out of it. Not actually a sustainable diet. Like that's no no. So it's almost not worth turning Plus to cannibals. What? that person requires in terms of intake calories to yeah. get the meat in the first place your protein ratio all that kind of it's not sustainable i feel that's like why, you were, i feel like you were d- let down by my uh equation there like you thought it was something bigger <laughs> <coughs> i thought it'd be less than 36 i mean then you're and you're only in human meat so you're like are you getting any vitamins at that point because what has that element. person eat because you know like what you eat you're not going to get your essential amino acids out of it, put it that way. Yeah, well, it's like you talked about the ecosystem. Like, that person you ate has... What have they been eating? Are you... Yeah. Have they been eating, like, slugs and dead rats and stuff? Are they yeah, diseased? Yeah. Exactly. You're getting no vitamins. Like, you'd have to eat it raw as well. Like, if you wanted to get any sort of vitamin from it, you'd have to do, like, Eskimos do with fish. Oh, yeah, otherwise, you, otherwise, you're not getting... 
the full calorie or vitamin worth. Yeah, and then uh, you risk any of the disease. It's just and parasites and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're eating yourself to death. Yeah, basically. and if you're doing the human farm thing, like the idea of feeding people to people, <laughs> or, well, feeding just feeding people so as they can get fat, so as they can feed you, just doesn't seem. It's just not so, sustainable. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. I gotta say, I'm. I'm liking the mother's idea better. So you wouldn't. You wouldn't join the blood cults. Yeah, it might be a bit of a laugh. What, what do you think? Would you join? No. I'd probably. I'd probably like do it for a couple of days and then be like, "This is awful." I thought it would be fun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sitting in your wagon with a slave, and you're just like, "Yeah." Oh, it seems a bit mean. It'd be like when you play. GTA and you're not playing the missions after a while it just gets really boring you just go on senseless killing sprees like when you go on senseless killing sprees like after like an hour you're just like I'm bored now yeah yeah you know you might as well play story mode or whatever you do the missions or in the video game like it I yeah. imagine it's the same kind of thing I imagine once you're in you can't get like you can't leave a blood cult oh no like your option is to kill yourself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, I imagine or actually that's a lot, sacrifice yourself a lot them, of like. the slaves in the blood cults are probably people that try to leave as well oh yeah you're downgraded in I yeah. suppose station or whatever that's why it works as a, because yeah. people yeah, I'd say most of them are like I really don't want to do this but if I don't I'm they'll gonna, kill me yeah or I'll be I'll be even worse you know but at least we've solved like so at least we're the good guys because we won't join the blood cults. No, I wouldn't really. Um, I'd, I, yeah, I don't know if I'd really do much different from. I don't think there is anything, especially when you got a kid like that. Like you yeah. just gotta power through it. I think I think that's a I think that's a a very instinctual thing of kind of paternity of being responsible for another a child. Yeah, yeah. is you constantly want to, no matter how bad it is. Your first thing you're gonna say to them is, "It's gonna be okay." You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all, it's this instinct thing in us that... Like Daredevil at the end of the hallway. Yeah, it's the instinctual thing in humans is, it's going to be better than this, and I'm going to make you believe that as much as I can. I'm going to give you hope. Because you just do. It's just mm. how we're programmed, how we're wired. You're going to pass on hope, and, you know, we'll keep heading south. There might be life at the ocean. There might be life in because they're in America in South America or you know whatever maybe it's fine closer down the Antarctic or something you, you don't know you're just gonna keep trying yeah I hear the sun shines down at the equator let's go there even though you just made that up to give the kid hope <laughs> you, you, you're just gonna do that like you know what you're gonna do what you're gonna keep carrying the fire that's exactly it that's it though like, you just gotta that's what you would do yeah so yeah I think this is the first time we said we do exactly as they would the whole. Yeah, yeah. Which means because there's no other option. <laughs> but which means we wouldn't survive. Well, we would, we would die I, on the beach. Well, no, I did say I would try and be less paranoid, but but he doesn't die from being paranoid. Like he, you know, we. I think if you do everything he does, you die on You're the gonna, beach, yeah. or you die in the dark somewhere alone. <laughs> like you know. Yeah, yeah. Which I, but I think that's why this is. You know, we we try and like work it that we survive everyone, but like yeah. I think the point of this one is like there, there is, is no survival, like because this the difference with the other ones they're all like end of the world or post apocalyptic films. This film's about extinction. Yes, sorry, yeah, like there's is, yeah. and like it doesn't matter once any species falls below a critical mass, there's yeah. no climbing back. Like so, the human race is extinct in this film. Like 
whatever happens, the human, it, it's at least the beginning of humans being yeah. extinct. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah. and I think, in a sense, we do survive because we survive up until the end game is looking after the kid. The kid. So yeah, that's yeah. all you. So, and we we're probably survived that. Yeah. Just to, we need to work it that we survived this. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. I think that's it. Wasn't as bleak as it could have been. No, it's gonna be awful. <laughs> I think it's yeah, as you said, it's. No, I mean the episode wasn't I'm as sorry, bleak yeah. as it could have been. <laughs> I think it's. It I is, think it is just it's, it's the worst, and the most likely as well. Yeah. <laughs> so there it is. Kids. And one of the most brilliant. Like it's it's such a great book. Yeah, well, I think that's it. I think we uh, somewhat survived the road. Until then, uh, stay safe and be prepared. And keep carrying that fire.